Welcome to the family with co-host Catherine Brandt, Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen, Andy Brandt Bernard, Mike Bryant, and uh, Tevin Pittman will not be in today because he's celebrating his whiteness. Mm-hmm. No, just kidding. I brought him no, a dog eat. nail grinder, and now he's not here to receive it. Well, he'll be coming back. He just he had a he had a special meeting on his other job. He had to go to. Tevin will be back. Who doesn't love Tevin? How could you not love Tevin? Right? Exactly. All right, we'll be right back. Kick things off with the family. Are we doing live? No, we can do a regular commercial. Okie doke. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant walls around motor group walls.com and doug sprinthal Nissan news. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade. This is a brand-new vehicle. It's got bird's-eye parking, so when you're backing up, you hit the screen, and it's like a spy satellite above oh. the vehicle, It is, and it's got ProPilot. It is cool. Trade your car in. Well, Melissa said she did like this one better than the last one, so maybe she'll like the next one better than this one. All right. Be like Andy and Melissa and check out the Nissan Rogue. It's been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born. (laughs) So, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. His slippers? No. Is he wearing his slippers? No, he's wearing real shoes. shoes. The, Good green, the Good green ones. Good work. Actual <laughs> shoes. <laughs> you guys want to start the show or you want to keep bullshitting there? What do you want to do? We are starting the show. We're talking this about shoes. This show is bullshitting. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah, well, that's true. All we do. It's a good point. So, yeah. <clears throat> that's a good point. No question about it. I want you, Michael Bryant, to go after Doug Sprinthal for that commercial. <laughs> the one with Andy? Because, yeah. That is the phoniest laugh I've ever heard. Oh. I say something and he goes, ha, ha, ha. It's like, really? That's how he laughs, right? <laughs> yes, I'm sure it's. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we get together, we should spend the whole night just anything he says doing that laugh. <laughs> have, you, have you ever done that where you do a fake laugh because you're either uncomfortable or, you know, somebody oh, sure. thinks something's funny that you don't? And then afterwards you go, God, that was so fake. I hope they didn't notice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pretty much the truth. I usually right call there, myself out on it. I'll do it, and then I'll be like, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that <laughs> was like, so bad. Strange laugh. Mm-hmm. 
All right, I just saw this headline, and I don't know what the hell it means. I have not read the story yet, so we'll learn together. Here's the headline. National uh, Press, by the way. Soul's advice for moms-to-be. Lay out skivvies for your husband. What the hell does that mean? Okay, I told you. Say that again? I think it's so he'll change his underwear. Soul the city or the movie? The the city. Seoul, Korea. Soul's advice for moms-to-be. Lay out skivvies for your husband. So? Yeah, who knows? What? Well, who would... What? It said, city government slammed for sexist guidelines on expectant mom's looks, weight, and spousal care. Everyone knows pregnant women don't especially love being told to keep their weight in check and always look their best, especially right after giving birth, (laughs) except apparently the city government in Seoul, Korea, which is seeing backlash for posting advice for expectant mothers that's being called antiquated and sexist. Per The Guardian, the guidelines put online in 2019 by the South Korean capital's Pregnancy and Childbirth Information Center, Told women to do plenty of housework to stay slim. Ah! Oh, Hang. my God. <laughs> plenty okay, of housework. Now that would be, hopefully that would be government overreach. <laughs> this whole article yeah. is oh government well, overreach. There's some uh, lost in translation uh. stuff there. Well, not translation, but cultural differences. I'm just In I guess. Asia, they are not a fan of people getting fat. Yeah. I'm just spitballing here, but I'm betting that you don't go to South Korea to get your, you know, your, your the best advice no. on how to be open and equal and no. fair. Just Korea in general just, is yeah, not I'm just the guessing, spot. you know, but I don't spend a lot of time there, so who knows. Yeah. That might be well, the place you go. For all of the Some other great wellness. things. Some other great things in here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, another nugget Buy a hairband so that you don't look terribly disheveled after having the baby. Okay. <laughs> Who wrote this? I'm going to go to Korea. Yeah. Have a conversation. Let's go protest. Have a conversation. Uh, Let's go protest in dish. Korea and see what happens to us. <laughs> oh, my God. You look disheveled because you just had a baby. What a slob you are. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that'll terrible. go over big. That is terrible. That's ridiculous. Absolutely terrible. Well, that's I mean, how Korea and well, Japan and China are. Yeah. Outward appearances mean a lot to yeah. them. Well, and here is bad enough because, you know, maternity leave isn't guaranteed. So some people have to go to work like three days after they had a baby. It's like, oh, my God. So ridiculous. You're supposed to rest for like two straight weeks. And then people also are like, oh, I had a baby yesterday. And then I, now I'm going to go to Target. It's like, yeah. no, lay down. You have a giant wound inside your body. But okay. Well, people forget where the placenta was attached to your uterus. It's a giant wound, internal wound in your body. And people just like don't even. (laughs) Have you pushed two humans out of your body? Didn't think so. Yes, actually. Didn't. Yeah. Fun fact. You're unbelievable. Unbelievable. So ridiculous. Um, Giant wound. It is a giant wound. It's like the size of a, like, I don't even know. A placenta? It's the size of a placenta. Because <laughs> that's what caused it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. A couple other things that uh, people are very concerned about today. Uh, apparently, uh, the Vogue cover that Vogue went with for Kamala Harris, apparently she's not black enough, and they're very pissed off about it. They think that Vogue somehow lightened her skin color. I mean, well, you can very remember easily they, do that. Did they? I mean, that would be the yeah. first question is, did they? They, they can, might have. They could have done that. <laughs> so. well, let me look. I doubt that Vogue would do that to Kamala Harris, but that's Who just knows? me. Who knows? 
They're, but I remember, remember they accused one other magazine of darkening O.J. Simpson's skin. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, really? No. They you know, they accused him of darkening <laughs> the skin. Yeah. There's no picture of the cover, so I don't know what to tell Gee, you. I wonder why. Why would? Yeah. Why wouldn't they show you the cover if well, that's she, what they're talking about? She's just standing there in like her suit and her sneakers. You know, that's well, that everybody's yeah. thinking that she's cool because she wears sneakers. Ellen has been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. Wearing, wearing the sneakers? Yeah, yeah. she has. Suit and se- she? Sneakers, that's like yep. her that's whole her deal. vibe. Yep. Yeah. That's her yeah no, I'm looking at it. She looks the same as she always does. <laughs> well, but, there you well go. that's Vogue readers for you. They're shallow morons. So who's upset about I remember this? what they... They. They. <laughs> the well, grand day. I will read the story right here. Here's, here's who's upset about it. Kamala Harris will cover Vogue for the first time in February, but the cover image chosen for the issue isn't going over well. As CBS News reports, the magazine revealed two images, and sources are saying the photo featured on the cover is not the one Harris's team agreed to. The other one is. Hmm. Uh, the New York Post and Guardian report uh, many are decrying the photos as unprofessional, disrespectful to Harris, or simply not well done, while some even wondered whether Harris' skin was lightened. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. It's coming up on, oh, it's on Twitter. I get to go on Twitter to see it. Of course it she is. Looks the, she's the same color. So why didn't her group... Uh, does her, I, I don't know. Do you get to approve yeah. if you're on or not? And why didn't they use the one they approved? I don't know. Was was it Vogue that gotten... I mean, they've always been in hot water about anybody, really, that's mm-hmm. of, yeah. of any fame. Yeah. Remember, Adele, remember they like oh, photoshopped yeah, right. her so oddly yeah. Oh, yeah, she, yep. to make yeah. her look thinner? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she actually ended up looking really weird. This... I'm looking at the photo. Tom's got it up on the computer. This is nothing to complain about. This no. is how she looks. Well, that's yeah. just a stunning one they went over. <laughs> so. No, we're lo- I'm looking at that one, too. It's the same exact picture, except you can see her from the knees down on the one they chose. The one they didn't choose, you can you can only see her from the knees up. So you yeah. think this might just be a situation where they're making this a big deal, so people go out and buy it and ask themselves? Yeah. Yes, that may I be do. what this is about. That this would never be happen. Boy. <laughs> Impossible. Ploy. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, lightener skin. She's exactly the same color in both pictures. Do I don't you, know what they're talking about. Do people still buy Vogue? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, he even people buy buying Vogue? magazines? Yeah, a good point. I don't know. I stopped buying Vogue, I don't know how long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It has to be almost 60 years now. <laughs> I can't, I don't even know what they're, uh, how many people even care about this anymore. Vogue yeah. used to be a big deal back in the day, but I don't know about it anymore. Yeah. How I don't, many subscribers do they have? Apparently, for some reason, Vogue's circulation 2017 was 1.2 million. Really? Yeah, probably. What is yeah, it now? They, it's probably they international. Right. They had an international, and they they have some cool stuff. I think. Yeah, you know? that's including. Uh, there's there's an Italian version, a British version. <clears throat> yeah. Et cetera. Japan. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Korean That's still version. not that many people, really. <laughs> the Korean version. I bet, in a, I bet in its heyday it was a lot more than that. Where well, to sure. place your your husband's underwear. Oh, my God. <laughs> if I put a I'm pair really... of underwear out on like the bed for Dan, he'd be like, what is, why are my underwear laying here? Yeah, that's something your mom does when you're four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't even do that for fun. She grabs her own underwear. <laughs> so does Sage. Weird. You know, I just learned something. I going through that article because it's on. Like I said, it redirected me to Twitter, mm-hmm. which I don't go on Twitter, so I don't know anything about it. 
Joe Biden is tweeting his ass off. Man, is he on here? Yeah, anyone who thought that, like, the president was, it's like, anyone who thought that Trump was tweeting more than any president will from now on is deluded. Well, well, they're going to be constantly tweeted, tweeting. They just tweeted craziness more. Oh, they all are. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, they're all every nuts. president from now on is going to be constantly spouting insane well, shit. All that, oh, all that Biden's been tweeting right now is the appointments he's made. Um, and I follow him. I followed. I followed Trump. I follow Pence. You know. So, I but I don't know that he. I don't know that Biden's put out a lot of opinions. I can go look to see what he's put out lately. But his main stuff has been who's appointed and what they're doing. Right. As right. far as uh, as far as the vaccines go, that's what I've seen lately from him. But I don't monitor it daily. Here's two from yesterday. Uh, Joe Biden at Joe Biden. In 10 days, we move forward and rebuild together. Well, that's a lie, first of all. Nobody wants to work together in Washington. And Joe Biden, uh, 16 hours ago, $600 is simply not enough when you have to choose between paying oh, yeah. rent or putting food on the table. We need $2,000 stimulus checks. Yeah. So there you go. Well, but that's, that's, what he's, that's what he's tweeting about. Isn't that what everyone on earth except Pelosi has been saying this whole time, though? What, the 2000? Yes. Yeah. Pelosi's bill five months ago had 2000 in it well, that, that she sent to McConnell's yeah, but bill. But she also had a lot of pork in there. That's, yeah, that's, that's the thing. But the question is, is the 2000? I agree. There was other pork in there. And there's a whole question about whether there should be foreign aid in there. But that being said, five months ago, she put out 2000 as far as the bill that came from Congress. Well, it's kind of like the difference between a gift and a loan, though. Would you rather have $600 for free or $2,000 as a loan? Get taken out of your... Yeah. Because all that pork is coming right out of your taxes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, it's a very well, good point. Very good point. I, I'm not... Well, some of the people getting the 2000 aren't really paying taxes, so... Well, a lot of them aren't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Probably free. I'm paying a bunch of we them do have, this week, at the end of the week, when we do our quarterlies. <laughs> so, oh, there you go. Fun. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. We shall take a break. Be right back. We have a special guest coming up in just a couple of minutes with the family. Tom Bernard with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. Michael, can you tell me, what do you like most about your job? Well, I know we only have a minute, so the short version is how we build relationships with our customers, being able to drive around town and see all the businesses we've been able to help, and how that translates to jobs for their employees, and the impact that makes on families in our area. It's truly rewarding. I also love to see the families that started banking with us 22 years ago when their children were young. Now those kids are adults. They're banking with us too. Lastly. I'd say seeing our customers' reactions when we're able to do something unexpected for them, like deliver cash directly to them when they need it, but physically can't come to the bank. I love what I do. Did you bring some of that cash here today? Huh? <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. By now you've all heard me talk about MyPillow and how it's literally changed my life. My friend Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fit me for my very own MyPillow, and I haven't stopped raving about them since. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. Made in the USA. If you don't have a MyPillow or know someone who doesn't, now is the time. Because for a limited time, Mike is offering his premium MyPillows, yes, the one that started it all, for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. 
That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more, by the way. Folks, now is the time to buy. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, but they are the best Christmas gifts ever. $29.98 for a queen-size premium My Pillow. Buy now, and Mike will extend his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. Rocking out now, baby. Sure are. Sure are. Oh, God. Is Phil ready to go? Yep. Indeed, Phil Cuzzy. How you doing, Phil? All right. Is this Tom? It is Tom, indeed. How you doing, Phil? I'm good. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for this uh, for this platform. Oh, absolutely. You're more, more than welcome. It's the first time I've ever agreed with an umpire in my life. Thank you very much. Great to be here. <laughs> Uh, Phil Cousy, well, it's, it's one of the rare times that someone's been nice to me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's right. Street goes both ways, doesn't it? Please support our 17th annual ALS event. This year's virtual Zoom event promises to be a very entertaining evening. Bob Costas, who is a great guy, by the way. Bob's a great guy. Bob will lead a discussion with Hall of Fame manager Joe Torre, Bobby Valentine, Bucky Dent. Join and listen to our colorful stories and conversation about the game they love. We're talking about the Robert Longo ALS Fund. Phil, I want to hear all about it from you. Well, thank you. It's uh, yeah, the Robert Longo ALS Fund.org is our uh, is our website. Uh, if people go on the website, they'll see uh, exactly what's going to happen as you described uh, some of it. Uh, we have plenty more, but uh, we also have memorabilia that for uh, for a silent auction that can be auctioned off. Uh, again, Robert Luongo, L-U-O-N-G-O, ALSFund.org. And uh, as if Bob Costas, Joe Torrey, Bobby Valentine, Bucky Dent isn't enough with yes. their 200 years of experience, we also have Steve Sharippa, who oh, cool. is the uh, Blue Bloods and S- Sopranos uh, star. We have the three sons of three of the greatest Yankees of all times. And I'm talking about Larry Berra, Randy Maris, and David Mantle. Huh. And uh, they're going to be on, and they'll take people's calls. And you can submit questions and get tickets for the Zoom event on January 28th. And imagine, as a baseball fan, listening to all of the names that, that you just mentioned, in addition to being able to ask questions to Mantle, Maris, and, and, and uh, Sharippa, and Berra. So if you're a baseball fan, I don't know how you couldn't enjoy this. It's, uh, it's the best alternative I, I could come up with for our 17th annual event. We normally are live uh, in uh, Belleville, New Jersey. We have over 600 of the same local people come every year. Uh, hopefully we'll get back to that next year. But in the meantime, this, this really will prove to be an entertaining evening, I'm sure. Is it going to be Bobby Valentine with the mustache or, or Bobby Valentine? Well, I'm guessing that Bobby will, will talk about that story. <laughs> I can't imagine that he does many interviews that people don't ask him about that. Sure. And I'm sure that uh, Bob Costas will. But um, getting back to Robert, 
uh, I grew up with Robert. He was, uh, we, we were the same age. We went to junior high school together. We went to high school together. And we were, we were really, we looked at ourselves as cousins because his mother's sister married my mother's brother. So not only were we the same age going through school, but um, we're at the same family functions, picnics, barbecues, things like that. And Robert was a, a very smart guy. He went on to Harvard. I went to a small state school in South Jersey. He played football. He was an old state linebacker for our town of Belleville. And um, this started to, you know, I'll never forget, it was the summer of 2000 when Robert called me and said, something's going on with me. My hand is starting to get numb, and now I feel as though it's it's moving up my arm. And that's really how it began with him. And, uh, you know, him being intelligent as he was, he researched it, and uh, he finally got a diagnosis that that he had ALS, uh, better known as Luke Derrick's disease, and he knew exactly what was coming. And he said, I've just been given a death sentence. And the last time that I spoke to, to Robert, the last time I was with him in Florida, uh, I said to Robert, uh, listen, I don't want you to ever have to worry about, he had a nine-year-old daughter Dominique. at the time, and I said, I don't want you ever to ever have to worry about Dominique's education. I said, we will raise whatever money we have to through our own community, through the baseball community, and we will send her to whatever school she wants to go. And, uh, and that's what we did. And she, um, I'm very proud to say that she's a Harvard graduate like her wow. father. She wanted to follow in her father's footsteps. And, uh, you know, th- this began because, and, and again, we're, we're talking about 2000, 2001, two, and uh, the technology really wasn't anywhere near what it is today. But I had heard about a computer that Robert would be able to type with his eyes. And hmm. we decided we were going to raise money and purchase one of those computers, and that's what we did. And I wound up with, with so, so, such a response from our community that I had more money than what I really needed. And I said, I really didn't plan to be in the fundraising business, you know, the charity business, but what am I going to do? And so that's, that's how it began. And I had no idea that it would take off the way it has over the last 16 years. And, you know, my idea was I want to be able to, for our community, I, you know, they're going to support and I said, I know that they'll come the first year, but how do I keep them coming back and then raising money and, and you know, for, for all the right reasons? And, and again, it was because of my, my you know, my baseball background and, and my, my, my job, I was able to bring to our small town guest speakers and mystery guests like Joe Torre, Lasorda, okay. Tony La Russa, Luke Pinella, you know, even Bobby Richardson. Bucky Dent, you know, the list goes on and on. Goose Gossage, Joe Girardi. We had uh, the Raging Bull, Jake LaMotta. <laughs> we had Larry Ooh. Holmes, came. Uh, Joe Piscopo. You know, Bob Goss has been there a handful of times. And it's just been, it really took off beyond my, my expectation. So it's been, it's been great. And I think it's been we You know, we're, we're doing good work. We're, we're raising money for, for uh, research for patient care, which is so important, and uh, keeping in Robert's theme of, of the importance of education, we're giving scholarships to uh, you know kids who, who are victims, their parents or grandparents, victims of, of this terrible disease, and um, and it's just uh, it's just a it's it's really 
country now, the fact that we're virtual. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and as I said, every year we have 600 people in a room that should really hold 400. So we have to turn people away, unfortunately. But now, because it's virtual, we could have some unlimited to how many people we could have. Yeah, I think and it's a terrific lineup you got. Yeah, no question about it. You have a terrific lineup there. You know what I love about this field, particularly at this time, there's a lot of hubbub in the world. And, you know, the, the 2020 was a very violent year. We begin 2021 very violent again. For some friends, lifelong friends, to show admiration and love for one another like this, what you're doing for Robert and his legacy is just, its we need that message today more than ever, I think, Phil. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what I have found... Uh, you know, over the years, uh, Tom, is that people really do want to give, but people are skeptical. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about how many phone calls we get over the course of, yeah. of, the, of the week uh, about donating to this or that. And, you know, uh, people see, you know, our community sees where the money is going because I tell them where the money is going. And I have representatives from, from the National ALS Association come and, and explain the progress, you know, how, however fast or slow it may be, but where their dollar is going. And that is so important to me. We have no employees. We're all volunteer. So every, do- every dollar that comes in to our fund is going to one of the, one of the programs that I just described. And it's, it's so heartbreaking to get a phone call. You know, you know, the hardest thing about this is when I get a phone call from, from somebody I know, or and they're saying, you know, my, my brother's wife was just diagnosed. And they're kind of looking at me like I'm, I'm an expert in this, and, and I'm really not. But I do have the, the I do have experts who I call, uh, you know, as, as resources. And uh, it's just, uh, it's it's overwhelming sometimes. But it's a it's a terrible thing. But it's it's so gratifying that we are really, you know, we're changing people's lives. You know, whether it's just to put a chairlift. I, I got a, a call from from a guy whose wife had it, and, and she was bedridden. <laughs> And he said, I can't even get her out of bed to bring her down the stairs. Well, we put him in chairlifts just so he was able to take her outside and take her down the stairs. and Just things like that. You know, whether it's remodeling a doorway so that a wheelchair can fit through. You know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And when I get those phone calls, I say, tell me what it is, what the family's needs are. And, uh, you know, what I found, people are reluctant to ask for help, especially, you know, when it comes to monetary and, you know, we've, we've paid people's bills off. We've, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's very gratifying to be able to do this. Yeah, I can see that definitely. I got I to gotta tell you, I'm, actually, I need a favor from you, Phil, okay? Can you do me a favor? Sure. Okay. Steve Sharip is an old friend. Um, would you do me because it really upsets him, and I want you to get him upset for me, okay? You ready? <laughs> okay. Every, it doesn't take every much to get year. Steve upset. Well, no, that's very, very true. But would you ask him when you're on the when you're on the meeting? Could you do me a favor and say, "Hey, hey, Steve, Tom from Minneapolis, Tom Bernard from Minneapolis wants to know if your favorite Christmas song is still Dominic the Christmas Donkey." <laughs> he hates that so much, Phil. I can't even tell you. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, seriously, every I just did it to him again a couple of weeks ago. Just, he called just before Christmas. I put him on a morning show that I do as well. And I, I had somebody else ask him, uh, Candace, a woman on the show, she goes, so Steve, tell me about Dominic to Christmas. And he goes, as soon as she gets Dominic out, he goes, okay, Tom, I know what you're doing. 
<laughs> well, if you if you go to yeah. their if you go to their website for the dinner, and I just bought two tickets, and that's a lifetime Red Sox fan doing that. But um, if you go to the website, the picture of Sharipa yeah, is, is him all upset on the phone. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like couldn't you have found a happy picture of Steve? <laughs> I don't you know, know that. No. I'll tell you the story how, how I met Steve. You know, as you know, he's a big Knicks fan and he's a big Yankee fan. Yeah. And uh, I, I was working, uh, I was working the plate in Yankee Stadium early in the season, so it was probably you know April sometime, still a little bit cool. And I was working the plate. This was old Yankee Stadium, and I said, "Let me just pop my head out there just to see if I could get away with wearing a short sleeve shirt, which is the way I prefer to work." And uh, yeah. so I, I, I popped my head out just to get a feel of the temperature of the, of the water. And I, I looked around, and who do I see? I see Steve Sharippa. I said, oh, and, that, and that was when, you know, the, the Sopranos were, were really hot, right? I mean, it was right in the midst of it. And I said, oh, my God, it's the guy from the, from the Sopranos. So I look up, you know, I see his name, Steve Sharippa. So when we come back out, he was with his two daughters. And he was sitting kind of close to the aisle where we walked out onto the field. And I, uh, I said, oh, Steve, nice to meet you. And I threw him a couple of baseballs for his, for his daughter, hmm. daughters. And then I found out later that, you know, he, he does work for charities, and he was a great, mm-hmm. funny auctioneer. And I wrote him a letter. I found out where he lived. I had somebody deliver it. And, uh, and sure enough, he called me. He called me like a days after receiving the letter. And he said, if I could help you, I will. And, uh, and, and the rest is history. We've become good friends. And he's been to every dinner that his schedule allows, and and he's great with people. He takes pictures, signs autographs, and tells stories, and and that's what he's going to do on the 28th with us. So, again, if you're a Sopranos or a Blue Bloods fan, how could you not want to listen to some of the things that he has to say behind the scenes and answering your questions? No question about it. Uh, Phil, I need to take a very quick break. Can you stay with us for one more segment? Excellent. Phil Cuzzy with us, ladies and gentlemen. Robert Luongo, ALS Fund. Robert Luongo, ALSfund.org is the website. An incredible event on Thursday, January 28th, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. We'll be right back more with Phil Cuzzy right after this. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin, is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Phil Cuzzy, our special guest, Robert Luongo, ALS Fund. Robert Luongo, ALSfund.org is the site, January 28th, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Um, 
recently lost Tommy Lasorda, one of my favorite stories I told this morning. There's some audio of, of Tommy Lasorda. Uh, when he was manager of the Dodgers, he was accused by a player with a Ventimiglia. I can't remember who it was exactly. But he uh, he told the press that Tommy Lasorda told his pitcher to, to hit him uh, while he's at the plate. And Lasorda said, I would never, ever order our pitchers to hit anybody. And he's very even keel, Phil, and you'll love this because you know you knew him. As he goes along, Lasorda gets more and more angry. It's hilarious <laughs> what he starts going after. And let me just tell you something. I would rather die than manage people like this jerk. <laughs> it's, just going it's just phenomenal. I'm sure it happened more than once. But uh, the story you're referring is that Kurt Bavakwa? It's Bavakwa. Yep, that's it exactly yep. who it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I can promise you that you're not. You wouldn't be able to play that clip on the air. Huh. Uh no, no, he would not be able to play that on the air <laughs> without doing a lot of editing. But. The other thing he did that I just loved when he was on that diet, uh, he was taking diet supplements, and he's doing an interview, and all of a sudden he says, during the interview, on the air, he says, I just farted, and it smells like Slim Fast. You were on some filter, <laughs> He had a lot of strong points, but, but having a filter was not one of them. <laughs> no, he did not have a filter, it's true. <laughs> Phil, aren't you, don't you consider yourself to be very, very lucky to be around all these greats, whether it you know, be in the acting field or in baseball or sports of all kinds? Around everybody. Around Robert. You loved Robert, it sounds like. Very, you're a very lucky man. Tom, I am so blessed. I am living my dream. And, uh, you know, to be, to be able to, to say I'm a major league umpire, to be able to say that, that uh, you know, I, I married the girl I had in my eyes since, since the seventh grade. And uh, you know, and, and then just to be able to, to give back in this way, uh, you know, it is it is. I, I am so blessed, and uh, you know, sometimes I, I, I wait to, to see if, if if it is all a dream, and then I'm going to wake up and you know. But and, and nothing in nothing in this profession has come easy to me. And uh, some people may say I've seen you work, and I understand why. But uh, <laughs> I have to go to. <laughs> I went to umpire school four times. Uh, I, I just, you know, I became obsessed with it, and I, I realized what I needed to do, and, and that's what it took me, uh, you know, four times. No one's gone four times to fire school, uh, whether they made it or not. And uh, and then my career, you know, kind of got going, and then uh, after I was in AAA for three years, and, and even, you know, had about, you know, close to 100 days in the National League, uh, I was released. And uh, it was devastating, and I, I just felt as though, uh, you know, guys get released every year. And, you know, unlike a player who can go to another team, you know, that, that's the only team we have. And, um, you know, the fact that there's only 76 of us, you know, there's there's nowhere else for you to go. And, and I felt as though, you know, I, I was treated unfairly. You know, everyone who, who gets released, they probably fair, feel as though they were treated unfairly. And I felt as though I was. And, and I said, I'm going to fight to come back. And uh, it took three years, but... Uh, I, I finally did come back, and then you know, it was certainly worth the wait because here I am going into my 22nd year. What was it? What was it like for? I, I know you're here for a cause, but uh, what was it like umpiring this past year under a di- different circumstances and with no fans? Well, you know, um, I, I didn't work this year. Oh. I, uh, Major League Baseball had to offer an opt out 
to anyone that was considered high risk. And uh, because of my age, they considered me high risk. It was the first time that I was happy that someone thought that I was old. <laughs> and I, I, I definitely missed it. I missed it for sure. And I, I did not miss having to work under the conditions that the guys had to work. I mean, it was so, it was so different. You know, they, they, they flew on team charters. They had to stay in team hotels. I mean, we, we never have any any connection with with players outside of, of you know the, the, you know out, outside the field, and uh, so I, I definitely did not miss that. I kept in touch with the guys, and, and you know they they got through it because that's what we do. But um, but I did miss it, and mm. it showed me that that I'm definitely not ready to retire. Mm. I know that after spending the entire summer with my wife for the first time in twenty twenty five years. I know that she's yeah. not waiting for me to retire either. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I look forward to getting back this year. And we actually just yesterday got our spring training schedules. So things are set to go on time and, and uh, business as usual. I hope that that doesn't change. But, um, yeah, so I'm planning my first spring training game is March 1st, and I'm looking forward to it. Nice. That is a wonderful thing. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Luongo, ALS Fund, robertluongo, org, On January 28th, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, the incredible event. Steve Sharippa is going to be there. Uh, Larry Barra, David Mantle, Randy Maris. No, yeah, you know, Minnesota and North Dakota's own uh, Roger Maris. We, we're yeah. very, very proud of him. That guy, what a player. What an, uh, well, you know, Barra and Mantle weren't that bad either, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not bad company. He wasn't a bad not company. Bad company. But, uh, it's true. Phil, uh, thank you so much for your time today. A great, great thing you're doing. Very, very funny stories. You got to come back whether you want to raise money or not. You got to come back just to tell stories, Phil. Well, it'd be my pleasure, you know, anytime. And if I could just say that, uh, you know, and this is all new to me because I've never, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I, I don't know anything about it, but because uh, we have a website, <laughs> we had people that, that, that did it. So, uh, people can follow us on those three platforms, and uh, very simply, Robert Luongo, L-U-O-N-G-O-A-L-S, and that'll take them too. So follow us and uh, uh, pop into the website and, and take a look at the memorabilia we have and, and buy a ticket. And, uh, you know, again, uh, we're just trying to do what we can in this really crazy time that we're in. And, and, but, but you know what? The, the, the needs of the ALS patients have not changed just because everything around us has yeah, no question about that. Phil, you're a good man who, who loves his family and loves his friends, and you, you do for other people. You're a hell of a guy, Phil. Thank you. It was an honor to have you on. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. Thank you. We'll, we'll talk soon. Thanks. Bye. Take care. Bye. Again, uh, Thursday, January 28th, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, Robert Luongo, ALSfund.org is the website. Steve Sharippa, like I said, we went down the entire list. Uh, great people going to be Joe Torrey, Bobby Valentine, Bucky Dent. Bucky Dent, yeah. should I even bring that up yeah. in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Although that hey. isn't the actual home run. that It was Jackson's home run that beat us. Or beat us. That's I mean, not beat what they them. always show, though. I know. I know, because it was Bucky Dent. He never hit home runs. That was, yeah. He never so. hit home runs. Yep. But it was Jackson's home run, and he predicted it. So... You know, it was it was actually I was there when Jackson predicted it in a doubleheader against the Yankees. It's one of the greatest sports achievements that I've ever seen in my life. 
God, uh, my favorite achievement in my sporting career is sitting at a Twins game and Reggie Jackson was out in the outfield uh, just kind of stretching, working on it. He had just done something that was really obnoxious, you know. That whole, you know how once in a while he could be outrageous and obnoxious? <laughs> just a little bit. So I was ridiculing him about it from the stands. And he does this bend over at the waist stretch. You know, he's bending over at the waist. All of a sudden I see his hand come up between his legs giving me the finger. <laughs> <laughs> I love that about sports. I really do. I used to sit near a guy that was ripping uh, Saunders every time he came off the court with the Timberwolves. Oh, and so every once yeah. in a while he used to clean his eye as he went into the, into the locker room. <laughs> oh, he kind of dig around in his eye a little yeah. bit with a finger? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love that about sports. I really do. Oh, yeah. The fans get involved. They have a good time. Boy, how great would it be? Now, this, this is a virtual event, so they're not going to be all together anywhere. They're all going to be there virtually. A Zoom event, yep. uh, 17th annual ALS event. But, yeah, I mean, just like I said, Joe Torrey and Bobby Valentine and Bucky Dent and Steve Sharippa oh, and, yeah. and Mantle and Maris family. How great is that? Mm-hmm. And, unfortunately, Tommy Lasorda no longer around to... Uh, that Bavakwa, honest to God, I don't know. Well, this show you could probably play it because this is a podcast. You don't have to worry you can about play whatever that, we want. Could, did you did you look for that for me? Bavakwa is B E V A Q U A, I believe. Isn't that how you spelled his name, Bavakwa? Uh, I believe. Yeah, I think sounds right. Yeah. Let's see. Here. Uh, According to this, be but it. he. I just have to something. Make sure it's actually it because I can't. Can't listen to things before I play them, but I'm pretty sure this is it. After an intro. Sure. Oh. oh does this actually have the audio, or is it just being crappy? I think it's, it's being just crappy. Ronnie Newman on the yeah, organ. Yeah, for real. What the hell? Ronnie Newman was the organ player at uh, the old Twin Stadium, Newman. Met Stadium. Yep, Ronnie Newman. And ladies and gentlemen, let's hear the national anthem from Ronnie Newman at every game. It was phenomenal. I'll find it during the break, I'm sure. <clears throat> All right, well, that sounds good. I just want to hear it because he, he starts off very even keel, Lasorda does. Oh, yeah, I would never think of asking one of my, my pitchers uh, to hit somebody. I don't know why he would come up. And, you know, I really don't appreciate that he kind of brought that up. And another thing, his voice gets louder and louder, and he gets more and more angry. By the end, it is so hilarious about what he's saying. God, he was a funny guy. I love Lasorda. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It is terrific. You want to take the break here, Andy? We can do that. And check your messages, please. Check oh. my messages? Andy. Oh, Andy. Check Okey-doke. your messages, Andy. You heard me. Yeah, if you could find that Bavakwa audio, I'd appreciate it, Andy. I'll do my best. All right. We'll be back with the family.